let me tell you a story. It's a story of light. It's a story of hope. It's a story of new beginnings. And I believe it's a story that can bring you joy after a really hard year. The story begins with four simple words. Let there be light. Light. That's how the creation story of Genesis begins. That's the very first thing that God brings into creation when he starts uh, making this universe. He says, let there be light, and he speaks light into the darkness. In fact, throughout the Bible, our God is always a God of light. There's a word used to describe God's presence and his power in the Old Testament, and it's the word glory. God's glory always shows up in the Bible as a kind of uh, shiny heaviness. Wherever God's presence is, his glory is sure to follow. For example, in Psalm 104, it says, O Lord my God, how great you are! You are robed with honor and majesty. You are dressed in a robe of light. Our God is a God of light, and wherever God goes, his glory is sure to follow. Here's what's amazing, though. From the very beginning of time, God's desire was always to share that glory. He didn't want to keep it to himself. It's why he created humanity in the first place. He wanted us to share in his light, in his glory, and for us to share that light and that glory with the world. Have you ever thought about that? That you were created to be a light bringer? That you were created as, as an image bearer of God, someone who was created with the intention of sharing in his glory. It's amazing. But let's get back to the story, because yes, God created humanity to share in his light, but it didn't take long for us to start going to the darkness. We started to spread injustice and hatred and pain, and, and this world was broken with, with darkness. Uh, God's glory was hidden away and, and covered over by human sin. We wanted to stay in the shadows of sin, and so the world was covered in darkness yet again until God chose a people to help him shine his glory in a brand new way. The Israelites. God rescued them from the darkness of slavery in Egypt, and then he led them through the wilderness uh, into the promised land as a bright pillar of cloud during the day and a, this bright radiant pillar of fire at night. God's glory, right? Whenever they set up camp, they would have this portable temple that they called the tabernacle, and God's glory, his presence, would come and completely surround the tabernacle. It was like in the middle of the night, they could look up and they could see the bright, shiny heaviness of God's presence filling this temple, this tabernacle. And it was a source of hope for them, a source of, uh, of pride, and they could see that God's presence was with them, his provision, his power, and they knew that they were not alone, even though they were in this scary wilderness. Listen to how King David later described seeing God's presence in this tabernacle. O oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and your glory. So the glory of God dwelled in the tabernacle. It was a source of hope for the people of God. 
Unfortunately, as the story goes on, the Israelites, who were you know, made to be light bringers, they started to bring the darkness. They started to drift. Before too long, the nation of Israel was filled with corruption and violence and evil and sin and darkness yet again. It broke God's heart, so much so that he allowed the Babylonian army to come in and carry away many of the Israelites into exile far from home. Uh, the nation's capital, Jerusalem, was conquered, and the temple itself, the very place where God's glory was supposed to dwell, was destroyed. Now at this point, it seems to some that God's glory, his, his presence was gone for good. But there were some who held out hope. They believed that God was not finished yet. No, they knew that God was still working in this world to bring his glory, his light, his presence, and his provision into this world. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in his glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Something was coming, and the world would one day see the light once more. Now, for hundreds of years, the people waited in the darkness. They longed for God's glory. They looked for it. They they waited for the world to be healed. I'm sure as this process went on and on that many of them started to lose hope. But then one day, In the small village of Bethlehem, a humble baby was born, a baby who would change everything. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, "'Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior has been born.'" Now, this is a familiar story. We hear it every year. Linus explains it to Charlie Brown every Christmas. But did you catch what it said? When the angels showed up, it said that the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. But think about what that means. God's glory, God's uh, bright and overwhelming presence had returned. Light was entering our world yet again, but not in the temple right? Not in the the tabernacle, not in some isolated holy space, but on a random hillside next to some no-name shepherds. God's light was spilling into the world, but now it was available to everyone. That's what the birth of Jesus began. You see, that's what we see when we look at the entire life of Jesus. He was a light bringer. Everywhere he went, he was bringing light to people in darkness. He helped the blind man see. He gave hope to people who are hopeless. Everywhere Jesus went, he was a beacon of God's glory. He was a light bringer. And after his death and resurrection, his disciples became light bringers as well. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. On Pentecost, all the disciples were gathered together in one room, and then this happened. What looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. God's presence His his bright, shining glory was now present in every one of his followers. Every one of his followers was now a living tabernacle, carrying God's uh, glory and his light into our world. God's power, God's provision, God's presence, it's in us. And that's why every follower of Jesus is called to be a light bringer. It's why we're here. Now, at the end of the Bible, there's this interesting picture painted in the book of Revelation. Uh, It talks about a time when all the creation will be made new and everything is healed, all brokenness is healed. 
And in that picture, uh, it says that there's no longer even any need in that scene for the sun or the moon because God himself is the light. That is how the story ends. God, the creator of the universe with his glory and his light, universal. Now, we're not there yet, but until we are, can I give you some encouragements? First, if you are a follower of Jesus, I want you to remember that you are a light bringer. It's why you're here. It is the whole reason that you are in this world in Jesus' name. You're here to bring light. So as we go into this Christmas season, think about your own world. What parts of your world are still in the darkness? Who in your life is still facing great brokenness? Where do you see injustice around you? Who needs to know that it's going to be okay because the Savior has been born? Remember that you are the light of the world. That's how Jesus put it. He said, you are. So if you are the light of the world, it's time for that light to shine. Second though, perhaps you don't follow Jesus yet, or maybe you're just going through a really dark time in your life. Maybe you're feeling anxious or afraid or really, really alone. If that's you, I've got good news. Good news, as the angels said, that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior has been born. This is good news because, friends, there is hope. Our Creator God, the the same one who spoke light into the darkness, the same God who led the Israelites through the wilderness as as a bright pillar of fire, that same God wants to save you from the darkness. He wants to bring you light. You are not alone because our God is with you. Jesus himself said it best. He said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Our God wants to bring you home. So don't stay in the shadows. This Christmas, let it be a time of light and life and hope, especially if you're in a dark place. As you look around and you see all the Christmas lights and the candles and all the bright decorations, let it be a reminder to you of that moment in humble Bethlehem when the bright glory of God finally, finally, Hey, thanks for watching. This short video is part of our entire series, Wonders of His Love at Grace Church. We've got tons of video content for you to explore all month, including more sermons, music videos, kids and students content, and Tim Mayer sitting next to a fire pontificating about the Bible. We really hope you love it. And if you do, would you share this with somebody you know? The hope of this series shouldn't be kept to ourselves. So share it on your Facebook or Instagram pages. You also should join the conversation on our Wonders of His Love Facebook group. Grace Church is gathering there right now to share more about the sermons, Christmas traditions, and encouragement, and more. So join us there, and Merry Christmas.